Hey guys, most of you know that I'm one of the founders here at the Motherhood Anthology membership along with Jenny and Allison, but I wanted to let you know that I'm also one of the co-owners of Indie Print Co. And at Indie, we say that we're on a mission to revive the art of printing by means of beautifully crafted heirloom albums and fine art prints. Now through February the 7th, Indie is offering our studio sample sale. That means 40% off of heirloom and fine art sample albums and 20% off of our fine art prints and our matted sample albums. You don't need a code, you just need to go on our site and set up an account. So just go to IndiePrintCo.com and click on shop to see all the lovely products that we have there for you. Again, the sale will be offered until February the 7th, so head on over there today and check it out. I usually end these episodes with a favorite quote of mine, but this time I'm going to change it up for you just a little bit. I'd love to start this episode in particular with this quote by James Clear from his book, Atomic Habits. Nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to the tribe. It transforms a personal quest into a shared one. Previously, you were on your own. Isn't that so true? When we find a group of individuals to link arms with, to bounce ideas off of, and seek knowledge from, that's really when long-lasting and steadfast motivation endures. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Ellen Wagner. Ellen is the owner of Ellen Wagner Photography and a member of the Motherhood Anthology membership. Ellen's business is growing and growing fast, and she so graciously agreed to sit down and share with us her story of her journey as a photographer and what has and has not worked for her and the advice she has for new photography business owners. Now I present to you episode number 14 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Let's start from the beginning. I want you to tell everyone who you are and tell them about your business and about you and your family. Tell us all about yourself. Okay. So I'm Ellen Wagner. I live in Auburn, Alabama with my husband and two girls. I consider myself from Auburn at this point because I've been here for so long, but I grew up in Montgomery and it's just right down the road. I um, My business is Ellen Wagner Photo and I have a focus on motherhood photography. I especially love from like bump to young young kids kind of under the age of five found that my work is really reflective of the season of life that I'm in. So I've been technically in business, I guess. Ellen Wagner Photo has existed since 2019. I actually just started working with local clients this year. Well, I guess in 2022, this summer was when I really decided to put myself out there and offer photography services to real life people here with me, like here in Auburn, which is crazy to me. But I previously was creating content for children's brands, for social media marketing and website usage and lookbooks and all that kind of stuff. So that's how you got started. Yeah. So I got, I got back into photography as a content creator and It was not something that I expected, but it was something that I really needed at that point in my life. 
I, my second daughter and started going through a really tough place of postpartum anxiety and depression. And I needed some sort of outlet. And I've always loved photography and loved creating. Way back in the early 2000s, I took my first photography class in high school. My art teacher was Miss Deal, and it was back in the olden days. It was had to be like 2001, 2002, because I wasn't, <laughs> I know I wasn't a senior, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't a junior. But, anyways, it was a film photography class. My parents bought me a Canon film camera, and I vividly remember like the first couple weeks of that class actually getting the film in our cameras and we're allowed to walk around the school during our little art section and take pictures of stuff that we're later going to develop. And it was raining that day and I was standing in like this little area where the lockers were looking out the window. And I started taking photos of the like raindrops puddling on the sidewalk. And um, I remember being in the dark room and seeing that develop and just being like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that like, it was just this beautiful, like drop and ripple. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I bet my mom still has that photo somewhere, but <laughs> your mom's like to keep everything. Photography's always been something that is interesting to me and fascinating to me in a way that I can just, I can create and whatever I want the art to be, it, it's mine and it's personal. It doesn't have to mean something to somebody else. I then went to school and became a pharmacist. Uh, I went to school for seven years and I didn't really, you know, a lot of photographers talk about how throughout their like young years before they started their business, they were always that friend with a camera. And I was never really that person. I always had a camera, but I have always been very kind of quiet about my art and kept that kind of like to myself, if that makes sense. I guess it just, this was something that I struggled with, I guess, a long time of like putting myself out there because when you create something, it feels really personal and you don't know. I don't know that I wanted to open up myself to other people telling me that it's not good. (laughs) Cause you know, that's, I don't know. It's scary to think that like what you like may not resonate with other people. So always heard that if you have a dream, it's good advice to keep it kind of to yourself for a while because you don't need the input of, of everyone else. And I think also like there's so much talk about, you know, getting into a luxury market or charging a higher price and inside of our community. And I think that's so hard when you start with your friend group because they knew you before. Mm -hmm. So you are the friend with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that it's interesting to me that you're telling me that you've not really been doing this professionally for very long because when like the last year that I guess that I've been following your work, it's so beautiful and it's so great. And I just feel like from what I see of you from social media, to me, you feel like a seasoned pro. And I think maybe that's because you kind of did take that route. You kind of did it for yourself for a while until you felt confident in your ability. And then you were ready to put it out there. And I don't know what you charge, but I sure hope that you stepped out and are profitable because you deserve to be because your work is beautiful. Thank you so much. That is the best compliment. And it's something I keep hearing 
over and over again is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just, you have just been in business for less than a year, essentially. I thought you had been doing this for years. And that's the best kind of compliment because I mean, I it feels so natural to me. And technically, I guess I have been doing it for years because a lot of the way I photograph families is modeled around the way I photographed my own family for, you know, just my personal work. And so I have been doing it for years, but I just haven't been doing it for other people. And yeah, it makes it really special to hear that it is good. I don't know. It is good. (laughs) It feels so silly to say. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm good. Yay. (laughs) No, the girls that do Instagram for our film lab for Indy, they posted, they shared a photo of yours last week, I think. And I instantly knew that was yours. And to me, like through the years, that's always been the best compliment when Mm -hmm. someone says, oh, I knew that was your photo. Uh, Yes. So I knew that was your photo. And so I just wanted to tell you like, that's, yeah, I I cried. I saw that <laughs> and I I saw the tag and I was like, oh my gosh! And I called my husband and he was like, are you? He was like, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I was floored to see my work on there because it, you know, it's just I don't know. You just never. I I just don't really ever have any expectations of like what's going to happen. I'm just kind of following the path that I feel like's been put in front of me, and so it's it's really exciting. Tell me about your girls. How old are they? So my girls are amazing. <laughs> they they are very energetic. I have two little girls, Abby, who is six, and Maddie is four. They're a little less than two years apart, and they are complete and total opposites in almost every way. It is wild to think that the genes just went like two opposite directions, and it's it's fun and overwhelming and exciting and rewarding and fulfilling and all the things but they they keep you on your toes and they're very much my inspiration they have taught me a lot about how to work with kids because i never really spent a lot of time around kids until i had my own right. and you know it's they're they're amazing though i love them if i could make it happen in my head, I would have a million babies because they are just, they just make me want to be better and chase my dreams and show them that mama can do whatever she wants to do, encourage them in in their dreams. So they're beautiful little models too. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me like any tips for our listeners there on balancing like the, okay, so you're you're a pharmacist, you're a photographer, you're, you have young kids. Like, how do you make all that work? Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't know that I'm making it all work. I think this is something that I really realized in when I was creating content is that women and moms especially are really good at making it look like we are doing all of the things and balancing everything really well. But the reality is if i'm honest with myself i'm not that great at balancing everything um and when you are trying to wear so many hats and do everything you know i have really high standards and that's kind of the perfectionist in me that has you know wants to protect my work until i think it's good enough and is a pharmacist and is very, I'm very particular as a pharmacist. It's kind of a running joke with everybody that I work with. (laughs) How kind of nitpicky I am about little things, but 
we need you to be a perfectionist as a pharmacist. I know. See, to me, that's like a very ideal quality in a pharmacist. I realize that I lean a lot on my husband who definitely, I think, takes more of the home care load than the average dad does. Up until a couple months ago, I realized that I'm trying to balance everything and sacrificing my mental health and my ability to do like my most important job well. Mm -hmm. And so I started being a lot more open with what I needed the people around me to do to support me. And I got more comfortable saying no to things that weren't really important to me at that point in time. So saying no to extra shifts at the pharmacy as much as, you know, want to fill in and help saying no and backing off of content creation projects that just really were tedious and not fulfilling anymore for me and didn't seem to work well for my family, being comfortable saying no to photography inquiries and projects that weren't what I wanted to do in the long run. And that was re- that's really hard, especially when you're a new business, you want to say yes to everything because you want to be working Right. Yeah. But I realized very quickly after saying a couple of yeses to things that I needed to keep my eyes focused on what I want to do and not just what I can do. I'm very much somebody that doesn't like to lean on other people, but I've had to learn to lean on other people. And that has been the key to having a better balance in motherhood, entrepreneurship. And work life and wife life. <laughs> Don't I can't forget that one. That's probably the place that we're losing, that I'm losing the most ground, but trying to make it up. You know, I'm a quote lover. And so I know there's a Warren Buffett quote about the most successful people are the, the ones that say no to almost everything. And I know that's like, like you said, we all start out saying yes to everything. And especially like creatives, we have like all the dreams and we want to do all the things. And, and I do think that serves a purpose because it kind of sets you out on a path. And then you start to like whittle it down to, oh, this is what I'm good at. This is what I want to do. This is what brings me joy. This is what's good for my family. And so. I yeah, that. I totally agree with that. And anytime that I'm talking to other photographers, and I found myself doing that a lot lately, just kind of encouraging other not necessarily even motherhood photographers, but really just friends that are in the creative industry as a whole, be okay with saying no and to keep your eyes on what is most important to you. Because every time you say yes to something that you're kind of on the fence about, you're saying no to all the potential things that could come your way in that same time frame. You know, it's really hard, but I've when you have a few, when you say no to something and then that amazing, like unbelievable opportunity comes in and you see that if you had said yes to that thing, you were, you were worried about saying no to give you all these opportunities and grow your business and um, kind of ground you and make you realize like, this is why I'm doing this. It gets a whole lot easier to say no to the things that aren't a perfect fit for you. So. And I think that's that's such a big thing that the TMA community has taught me or that I've gained from the community is gearing my mindset around 
what is most important to me and why I'm doing this and being confident that if I keep my eyes on the end goal, then the right opportunities are going to come my way. It may not be as quickly as I want them to come and it may require some patience and some lulls in my busyness. But when those things come your way, it's so rewarding to be like, yes, and I can go all in because I haven't filled my plate with things that I was just trying to fill the space with, you know? Yeah. So when this, this is going to air next week and when it airs, our enrollment for our motherhood anthology membership will be open. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you today was just because like, I feel like you're one of the people inside of our membership that, like I said, you're just flourishing and I feel like you're flourishing quickly. And so I just wanted you to give an honest account of like, what led you to join the membership? I joined the motherhood anthology in April of 2022. And I was shocked that it was just in April. Like I really, around December of last year, I realized that content creation and my content was focused around my children and children's brands. And that required the cooperation and participation of my young children. It was really easy to fit that seamlessly in our life when both my girls were home and over the course of the pandemic. And that industry was really kind of booming at that point. And I was really grateful to have the opportunities that I did. But um, around December of last year, I realized that both my girls are in school in some capacity. I was still working in the pharmacy over 30 hours a week. And it just was really, it felt like it was time to reevaluate. And I knew that my my goal for creating content was never to be like Instagram famous or to be like cool or an influencer. I really have always just wanted to do the photography. I want to style shoots and, or style like sessions and create content for brands that feels real and authentic. And so I really dug in and I was like, well, how can I keep creating, but not not in this way. Then I also started thinking about how uh, photography was really something that brought me out of a hard place. Kind of mentioned in passing about getting back into photography when Maddie was, after I had Maddie and I was dealing with some postpartum anxiety and depression, it was not only the creativity of taking photos and um, giving me something to do and get my mind off of the the things I was kind of spiraling around, but it also showed me, I did a lot of like self-portraits of me and my girls. And it really, when I was going through editing those photos, gave me a look at how important the work that I was doing in the home was. And it's really hard to see that. It's hard for moms to see that when there's Legos all over the floor, like the ones I'm looking at right now and piles of laundry and a to-do list. And I've forgotten to order groceries or I've forgotten to send such and such form into school that like, even when there's so much mess around you, you are making such a profound impact on the, on the little ones in your home. 
And I wanted, I want other moms that may be in a place like I was to see that and know that even the hard times are important and impactful in your little ones. So I started looking for inspiration for family photography. I didn't even at that point realize that motherhood photography was thing. I knew about newborn photography and maternity and family, but I never just really thought of it as like an all-encompassing thing as motherhood and somehow stumbled upon the motherhood anthology. I honestly don't know how. It's probably one of those things that social media reads your mind and kind of dumps it in front of you. And the next time it opened up, I joined and I remember opening, you know, logging in and opening and seeing all this information and was like, oh, wow, this is a little bit of information overload Um, (laughs) (laughs) going through like the intro portion where you meet the photographers and, and kind of start here. And then I don't know that I, I don't know that I really dove deep into the trainings and the education offerings at the beginning, because I did feel really overwhelmed because there's so much there, but it gave me the confidence to like consider this as a path. And so I started making idea, like brainstorming, okay, what, how, what do I want to focus on? Okay. Let me find that something about this in the membership. I would watch a video and follow somebody and maybe try it out on myself or my girls or, or my husband. Sometimes Matt stands in as the mom so that I can just try ideas out and work on directing people and making sure, you know, what I visualize is going to come to life the way that I want it to. I was just thinking that you were talking about the, the content inside the membership and I think TMA is five years old. So now there's like for those that don't know, every month there's a some content added to our education library. I guess that's what I call it. So there is a ton of stuff there now. And I can totally understand how that can be overwhelming too. But for me, I think like the most valuable part of the membership is just that paid group where it is so active. Like literally, it's like a if I would have had this when I started so long ago, like I can't tell you the difference it would have made because literally every single day there are people asking and answering questions. And I don't know at this point if there's a question you couldn't search in the group where you would immediately find a a great answer. And just to have people like struggling with the same issues and like older photographers that, that have been there, done that, that can like help and like just how giving people are. Oh my gosh. It's worth way more than the actual monthly membership investment. I think the community is really what got me to dive into the education. So in the intro, after meeting each of the owners as photographers and the kind of your background, it prompts you to join the membership, like the exclusive membership group on Facebook. And so I love a good Facebook group. (laughs) I mean, I want to pretend that I'm not on Facebook as much as I am, but really, I mean, there's those kind of membership groups can be such like such a wealth of information and the educators that 
are in that group are so generous and forthcoming with information. It's just, honestly, it's unbelievable when, when I think about how much information is being given away in that group and how much support is being given in that group. It's really encouraging for somebody that's, that's starting out. And it's encouraging for somebody that's kind of in that middle area of their business where they're kind of, they know that they want to do this, but they're trying to get, get their legs underneath them and decide all the logistics of being a business owner. I think one of the hardest things about being a photography business owner is that so much of what we do, especially in the beginning and maybe sometimes into the middle, is we're alone. We are doing all the things by ourselves, And it can be very isolating because you're photographing a family and it's just you and the family. You're handling inquiries and you're handling marketing and you're editing and you're trying to figure out pricing and how you want kind of the end product. What do you want the end product to look like? It's very comforting to have a place to go to that can help you decide what's right for you. So I really like that there's a lot of avenues that TMA shows you a lot of different avenues that you can go. There's all-inclusive photographers that are charging profitable rates. There are photographers that are doing in-person sales and helping to direct you down that avenue. There's photographers that are doing product sales, but they're not doing IPS. They're doing it through galleries. Um, There's photographers that are also incorporating video. There's a lot of different ways that you can grow your business. And I really like that it's not a welcome to our group. This is the way to go. And this is the only way to be successful. It gives you options so that you can find what's best for you and your business and your family. Because it's not one size fit all. No, it's not. I mean, no, no small business is one, one size fits all. There's not going to be one specific formula, but y'all have taken, identified people that are really good at the way they do it and had them come in and talk about what has worked for them, what's not worked for them and how they figured that out. And it helped me to hear, okay, my brain seems to work kind of like this person's brain and the end product that they're giving their client resonates with me. How can I use these steps to get there in my business? And another thing that I think that's really helpful, even like you mentioned, like it's great if you're new, it's great if you're kind of in the messy middle And I mean, even like if you're a seasoned photographer, I think the thing that's so beneficial is that this industry, like it changes all the time, you know, like, oh yeah, just things change. Like, and so it's been, I think, very valuable to also like have others help you navigate changes. Like when, you know, with COVID, like things had to change. And so as a community, like we navigated that together. And I think COVID like showed us, that there's different, you know, different ways of doing business. And so I know like Jenny and Allison, they were in-person sales all the way before and coming out of COVID, they found a really good way to still offer, you know, their beautiful products and to make a premium, you know, and to be able to sell to folks, but now they're not doing that in person anymore. And so, you know, if you're out there all alone, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it takes a lot longer to navigate those changes and 
also like being someone that's been in the industry a long time, you kind of get set in your ways a little bit. And so it's good to be in a community of people at all phases and ages because it just keeps you relevant and current and helps you to keep making the changes that you may need to make. So. Oh yeah. So I, it's weird to relate something like pharmacy to photography because you would think they're completely different, but like in the pharmacy world, we're required to keep our licenses to do continuing education every year. And TMA is really like continuing education what I imagine continuing education is for a seasoned photographer. I mean, there's never one way to do things. There's always room to grow and learn. And as time goes by, our art changes. And so it really, I can see the value for anybody in any stage of their business. And I think that's one of the great things about such a large education library is that no matter where you're at, you're going to find something that is helpful for you whether that's to reinforce what you're doing is the right path or give you some clarity on which direction to move next. Yeah. So like right now, like even if you don't dive in and just consume five years worth of content, I think right now people are starting to think, oh, a motherhood event. Like I need to plan something for Mother's Day. Well, you go to the library, there's the piece of education on planning a motherhood event. I think actually, Allison, we were just talking the other day, she may even do something updated for that this year. So when you have a need, even if you haven't already consumed everything, you could probably go there and find something. So oh, definitely. And that's exactly how I use it now. I have, I'm just like the queen of ideas. It's kind of scary to me how many ideas are constantly floating in my head of like, oh it's a God. blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is definitely a blessing and a curse. It's like, I am never lacking of ideas, but my gosh, I just wish there were more hours in the day so I could do all the things that I want to do. But um, whenever something pops in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if somebody's thought about doing this, or I wonder how you execute this. I can, because there's so much information, I can hop in there, do a quick little search. And I'm like, yep, there is some sort of guidance. This gives me a starting point. This gives me like a list of reputable vendors that I can go to and look into this particular product. And I use it kind of as I use the community as like my mindset support group. And then the education library as like my continuing education where I learn how to do stuff. <laughs> I love that continuing education. That You've given us a good sound bite for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's on my mind because we just renewed our pharmacist license. And then, you know, I talk about continuing education, but the reality is my pharmacist continuation is continuing education is done like crammed in the month of December where I'm doing, you're supposed to do it all throughout the course of two years, but usually renewal time rolls around and I'm like, ah, let me get all this in here. So got all this new drug information floating around my head right now. So tell us, Ellen, like what, what's your goals for this year? What, what are your plans? Are you going to continue pharmacy full time? Like that's, that's the big question. I get that question so, so much. I, my, anytime I post on my personal Facebook, so I'll repost um, when I post on my business page and I'll get a couple messages from people I graduated with. Like, are you still in pharmacy? It seems like you're always sharing about your photography. And it's like, I am still in pharmacy. I'm kind of slowly peeling back. Matt, my husband, Matt, and I had sat down and had a really like intense conversation about where we want to go in 2023. And I have 
made the decision to give 2023 my all for go all in for my photography business. Um, I have made the decision to hire an assistant, um, which is terrifying, but at the same time, and we've only been, she's only been working, um, for a month and it's lifted such a weight off my shoulders. And I wish I had done it. I mean, years ago, honestly. Okay. So where did you find her and what does she do? Cause I, um, her, she, where I found her let's back up. So this whole year has been a series of God winks and nudges that photography is my, is my purpose. I've said this, I've kind of talked about this on my Instagram stories, but it, I truly feel that God put on my heart to reach out to mothers and show them the joy and the chaos of young motherhood. And this whole year has been filled with little God winks moving me towards that goal. So we, my girls went to school this year and we had previously had a nanny that was with us kind of in a full-time basis, but both my girls were in school this year and we knew that we needed to make a change as far as not needing full-time care. And Jess was somebody that was a friend of a friend moving here from Baylor where she graduated um, because her fiance lives here. And she was looking to work with the family just kind of in a part-time capacity. And so she, for the first couple of months that she was with us, August to September, October, just was handling pickup and care for my girls when on the days that I was at the pharmacy, we were out in the driveway one day watching the girls draw with sidewalk chalk. And she just said, you know, I have something that I want to run by you, but I mean, I don't want you to feel any kind of obligation. It's just something that I've noticed with everything that you're doing just some ways that I can make your life easier and ways that I can help you because I know that you really want to spend a lot of time with your family and focus on your family. And you also are really passionate about growing your photography business. And I was like, okay. And I'm not somebody that asks for help. That's like a really big character flaw. I always want to do everything myself. I'm really scared about letting go at that point in time you know, God knew that I needed somebody to offer that. I was not going to ask for that, but I needed it really, really badly. And she, you know, sent over a PDF of like, this is where I see that I can lighten your load so that you can focus on the things that are most important. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to have an assistant, but I am going to make this work because there's no way that she would unprompted be giving me all of this information without it being the next step that I needed to take. So we've sat down. I listened to, I went to TMA. I was like, oh, let me see if there's something about growing your team or hiring an assistant. And um, under the business, I think it's business development is the name of that part of the education library there is a talk you do about growing your team and hiring. And then um, Jen Madigan talks about her virtual assistant 
um, offerings and hiring and outsourcing. And so I've listened to both of those a lot of times, just kind of absorbing how to let somebody in your business and kind of what are like safe things to let go of when you have control issues. So um, we are just, and then we just jumps in and it's crazy what just knowing that you have somebody else with their hands in the pot does for you, because it truly felt like a weight is lifted that I have somebody to bounce ideas off of that. I have somebody I trust that can reply to my clients. If I drop the ball and forget to check my to-do list in 17 hats, like it, it makes a world of difference. And I'm just all of my friends that I can see, or I kind of at that point, in their business where they would benefit from having somebody just to lighten their load. I'm like, please, please consider outsourcing. Like I was so resistant, but it's, it's really is it's necessary to grow your business. There's, there's no way around it. You cannot do everything by yourself. You will burn out. You may, your business may survive, but it will not thrive if you are the only one doing all the things all the time. You have to let some things go and let someone else who is good at what you are not good at handle those. Absolutely. It, oh sure. my gosh. Two things that you made me think about. One, I always say like, whether you're hiring an assistant or you're adding like a photographer to your team, like the person is more important than the talent. Mm. And I think it's because it can go so, so wrong so quickly. Like the advice I just, I give to people is just be on the lookout. Don't say like, I'm going to hire someone this month. Just have it in your mind that I'm going to be looking for that person. I say, I have like a, I keep a little check, a little list in the back of my mind. When I meet someone that just is so impressive, like, do you know, when you meet someone and they Mm -hmm. just have like there's something special about the way that they interact with you and the, you know, you just, there's just something about them. I put them on my list of, of like, I want to work with this person one day. So if you kind of walk through life, I think with that in mind and you meet someone and you, you think, oh, this person just keeps doing everything right. And they are just so warm and wonderful. And they, you know, what you know, those oh, people, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, it was an immediate connection. I mean, This was somebody that lived hours and hours away that we had just met via Zoom. But, you know, I'm very much like a feeling person. And it was just a feeling that I had the first time that we hopped on Zoom to chat about my girls, not even about photography. Or, you know, we didn't know anything about each other except that she was marrying one of my friends, really good friends, brothers, (laughs) which is such a weird connection. But um, it's but she's just such a genuine kind person. It's like the kind of person that you, you want around because they pour positivity into their environment and, you know, working, working in retail pharmacy and working and hiring people. Cause I was a manager at one point, you, you become really good at identifying people that have like that thing that you want around you. And I think subconsciously, because at one point in my life, I was in in charge of hiring people. I'm constantly seeking people that have that kind of positivity positivity and that like those good vibes (laughs) to 
if not to hire, but just to keep them in my life so that they are encouraging and, and I'm encouraging them. I want, you know, those kind of people around me to make sure that I'm the kind of person that I want to be. So I'm not sure if you've heard of um, Michael Hyatt. He's kind of a productivity guy. He's from Nashville. He writes books and has a planner and um, he has a course on hiring an assistant and it's so good. A few years ago, I really needed help. And some of you have heard me talk about Allie and Allie's real involved in the membership, like on the back end of the membership as well. But so I interviewed Allie, I needed an assistant just to help with all the things. And we both took that course together, just listened to the course together. When we sat down, like to, I guess, an interview or our first talk, um, one thing that I think has made this, our relationship so work so well is that she asked me, and I think it, it came from this course. She asked me, what's the one thing that I could do that would make you so happy? And what's the one thing that I could do that would drive you crazy? And being a two and being the person that has a really hard time, like with constructive criticism, like I've always felt like when it comes to like having help, like it's just easier to do it yourself because I don't want to hurt this person's feelings, or maybe this is not exactly the way I want it done. Um, her, like, that was my answer was like, if you will give me permission to just be honest about my expectations, or maybe when things aren't exactly like the way I want them, if I can say that without feeling bad about it, like we will be so productive together. And she was like, absolutely. And she's a three. So she doesn't care if I tell her, no, no, let's don't do it. Let's do it this way, not that way. She just wants to get the get the things checked off the list. You oh, know? Yeah. And so yeah. We have a really great working relationship. And I tell her if she ever leaves me that I'm going with her. So yeah. <laughs> I can't I, do uh, life without Allie anymore, I don't think. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I keep thinking like, what what else can... I consider myself kind of irresponsible, meaning that like I function very well in organized chaos. I have a very hectic brain and, and Jess is the opposite. She is very organized and she's able to very clearly communicate like a task list and I can ramble like a whole. I've learned there's a name for that. And we, we've been talking about a book club and I think I'm going to figure out what, I think the book is called Traction. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think we should do it on our TMA book club because all these years I felt that same way as a creative, like as an idea person, like I'm all over the place and I know what to do. I just can't seem to get it done. And so the book explains that there are two kinds of people that there are what we are, which we're visionaries. Like we see the path, we see what it needs to be, but we need that integrator in our in our life because we need the person that can take our vision and check the boxes and implement the action steps. And so it sounds like you found her and that's very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing whatever I can to hold on to her. She's, she's amazing. And I'm, I am just, yeah, Uh, because it's so valuable to be able to just like dump all this craziness that's in my head on somebody and she'd be like, okay, so I'm going to do this, this, this. And when do you want it by? I'm like, oh my gosh, what? You can just, (laughs) you can just do things like that. That's insane. I want to wrap up with my signature question. Oh gosh. Here's what's your definition of success? I think that I will feel successful when I'm able to balance 
serving my clients in a way that brings them joy and they really see themselves in their photography and art. And I'm doing that well for them while also having time for my family where I'm not having to miss things because of a schedule that I haven't dictated. We want to have a sustainable, profitable business that we love Uh while having the balance of family life and, and, you know, the, the personal life that we love as well. Oh yeah. So definitely making sure that I have a business that is bringing me as much joy and positivity as it is my clients. And then also showing my family that they're my number one priority and I'm there for them, but I'm also pursuing my dreams and doing something that I love. It's so amazing when my, when my girls talk about mommy taking photos because they, they can tell how passionate I am about it. And they like to try and do it too. And just finding that balance of doing what I love and being around the people I love, I think is going to be my goal moving forward. Hey, do you have any advice for someone that's just starting out that if you could go back, don't do this or, (laughs) hey, do this. I wish I would have known this a long time ago. Number one, don't be scared to say no because when you say no to things that aren't the right fit for you, that you know deep down aren't the right fit for you, it gives the opportunity for a really amazing yes to be put in front of you. Number two, if you are somebody like me that has trouble letting go and letting somebody peek behind the curtain of the mess of your business, don't be scared. It is worth the anxiety of somebody seeing that you might not be doing something right. Because I think really that fear is always that we might be doing something wrong and showing somebody else they're going to, you know, tell you that it's, tell you that it's wrong and you're doing the wrong things. But really, if you find the right person, it's only going to move your business forward. And number three, get in a community, get around people that are like-minded and supportive and willing to pour positivity and light into your dreams and not not tell you to to shrink down and and fit in some sort of box that you can do whatever you want to do you just need to be smart about it make sure that it's something that's genuinely important to you that's perfect thank mm-hmm. you ellen this you're great. welcome thank you so much you're welcome you have a great day you too bye right. bye bye Ellen, I appreciate you so much for being so open about your journey as an entrepreneur and also your own personal life history. There's something to be said about the growth that can happen when people are willing to take the personal inventory of what truly sets their soul on fire and pushes outside of their comfort zones and leans into what's possible with hard work and vulnerability. Ellen does just that, and she does it very well. In this episode, you heard Ellen talk thoroughly about what the TMA membership means to her and how it's helped propel her business into the growth that she's witnessing today. If you're listening to this episode as this goes live or shortly after, our membership is now open for new members through January the 19th. This means that the membership community, education, and mentorship that Ellen spoke so fondly of is available to you right now. The Motherhood Anthology membership costs only $45 a month with no commitment required. 
You can opt out at any time, although we're sure once you join, you'll never want to leave us. Not only does the membership offer over four years of archived education, we add to that education monthly from highly regarded and respected business owners and experts in the industry. With only a few days left to join, we urge you not to wait. Join today by going to themotherhoodanthology.com slash membership. I know I started this episode with a quote, but I simply can't conclude without another one. Henry Ford said it so well, if everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. From Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.